Welcome to the Menlo Midweek Podcast, where we are getting some extra time with the speaker from last Sunday's message to go a little deeper, get some extra thoughts about the message, and get a behind-the-scenes look at their teaching process. We're your hosts, Mark and Jess. Thank you so much for joining us. This is Menlo Midweek. Welcome, everybody, to Menlo Midweek. I'm Mark. I'm Jessica. There was such a long pause right there. (laughs) I know. (laughs) It's like, this is brand new. I was thinking how to introduce Cheryl Fletcher and her title, The Queen of All Things. Oh, I like that. I like that title a lot. Is that what I'm getting? I think that's what you told us your title was last time. Oh, awesome. Queen of All Things. Queen of All Things. (laughs) I'll take, well, (laughs) I feel like this week with the passing of our queen. Mm. Oh, I do feel... I don't know. That might not be appropriate. Right I now. did see um, like a thing on TikTok that was like, we overuse the word queen so much. Right. Like you're the queen of this, the queen of that. And I was like, I've also seen TikToks of like people telling other people the queen died and they're like, Beyonce? I, I saw that one. <laughs> or like other people. That's really funny. Like my friends and I were actually talking about a show we watch uh, in a text and then one friend was like oh my gosh the queen died and my friend thought it was someone we were talking about it, that was in the show right so it was funny that it's like yeah we overuse that word queen but now they have a king so right so that's going to be I guess it doesn't matter that'll help <laughs> I think that's going to help <laughs> but you know thinking bit. about that how come we don't call dudes king like you know you're the queen like like mm-hmm. we use it that way but like yeah. Mark do you want to be king I don't know I feel like it carries a different connotation I, okay. <laughs> That same exact Why were you thinking it? Yeah. Well, that's what I was thinking. Like, it oh. carries a different connotation of like, I don't know, maybe heavier, more pressure. Maybe. Although queen is... Queen is... Maybe queen is like deserved. Like you've done something to get there. Whereas okay. king is like, you're just given that and there's a lot of pressure on you. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I don't yeah, know. I don't I'm know. We're, we're going down a wormhole that yep. we probably cannot queens. solve. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think I'll pass on the <laughs> king of online church. That <laughs> okay. feels a little weird to me. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> Awesome. Well, Cheryl, we talked a little bit with Adam last week to give us a series preview about the Colossian series that we're in following Jesus. And you were the other half of the team that put that together. So before we dive into your message, can we just take a couple seconds and just look at the series overall and what our hopes are for it? Oh, yeah. Um, I'm just, I'm so excited about it. I love, selfishly as a preacher, I love preaching through books of the Bible, mm-hmm. mainly because I'm I'm not an uber creative person, like mm. titles and stuff like that. I'm like, <laughs> I don't know, like, just call me queen, you know? <laughs> Does it have to be that complicated? Um, and so when you preach through a book of the Bible or, you know, or you do a Bible study through a book of the Bible or whatever, it it tells you where to go. Right. I don't yeah. have to like like I'm working right now. Now I will say I'm preparing for this weekend and of course I'm neurotic and so and there's there's so much anytime you're preaching there's so much you could say yeah. and so the hard neurotic part mm. is uh I can't say everything so I've got to just say one thing out of all these verses but Again, it's not like I'm coming to the text and going, God, I really want to, I really want to preach something on, um, I don't know, uh, how to be single Mm. or, or how to, uh, patience or anger or whatever. I have to go to my text and go, oh, 
this is what this is about. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so it, it it's guardrails for me. So I really like that. So I love that. And then, of course, I don't know if Adam talked about this, but so excited about the resources we're pro yeah. providing alongside. I think just beginning to do that as a church, to think about every time we do a you know four-week or longer series, we want to give you a spiritual practice. We want to give you something that is not like every week we're giving you a different spiritual practice. Like, mm -hmm. you know, this mm -hmm. week we're going to pray and this week we're going to study the Bible and this week we're going to do that. And just, it can just feel like frenetic Christianity and mm -hmm. just, you're exhausted. Mm -hmm. As opposed to just say, no, for these eight weeks, we're going to study the Bible. Yes, are there other practices that we should be practicing? Sure. But um, if we're trying to do everything, I think we end up doing nothing, right? So I'm super excited about that. Yeah. And we have eight full weeks of this. Eight That's weeks. kind of a long series. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we, we, it was going to be eight. Uh -huh. It's nine. I mean, last week was the first week, and now we got eight in the book. We did that because the president of Fuller Theological Seminary is coming, Mark Laberton. Ooh. And I really wanted him to be able to just preach a one-off and not try to have to fit into our thing. Mm -hmm. And so it just worked out that way. But again being a little bit of a Bible nerd, I mean, give me as many weeks as we can. It's, it's so amazing to be looking at a book like Colossians that's only four chapters, mm -hmm. uh, 95 verses, mm -hmm. not very long, and feeling this like, as like even as Adam and I were laying it out, like, oh my gosh, we can't, we can't touch on that. We can't touch on this, you know? Uh, and it's so short. And we have eight weeks, but you still can't say everything. So what's great with this one is that doing the Bible study alongside it, hopefully people who enter into that uh, will get some of the stuff that we're not going to be able to preach from, you know, on, on, from the pulpit. But they are going to capture it just in their own personal study, which is exciting. Right. So, And as we're on the topic of that spiritual practice of Bible study, yeah. can you Elaborate a little bit on that and just yeah. see how, what are the differences between just reading mm -hmm. the Bible or meditating on the Bible and then studying the Bible. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think this is why I'm kind of passionate about it right now is I think uh, I think there was probably a season in the life of the church that Bible study was it. Mm -hmm. That's what you did. You went to a Bible study. You did walk through books of the Bible. Mm -hmm. You studied um, the whole of Scripture and... I don't know where we lost that. Mm. I'm going to blame it on the devil and the dominion <laughs> of darkness the that shows up in, um, yeah. in Colossians chapter one. Uh, but, you know, I think, yeah, I think the church somewhere along the way, I think there was this idea that people who were studying the Bible weren't really having life change, mm. right? They could know all the things about the Bible and they were still jerks. <laughs> and... And so then there was this thing like, as opposed to, it was like throw the baby out with the bathwater. Well, so it must be that just studying the Bible uh, is not enough to change you from being a jerk, right? And so I think then we move towards other spiritual practices that we should participate in and that, yes, prayer and meditation and uh scripture memory i think that's gotten lost too but that just mm. you know sinking it deep into us um sitting with the bible not just in a 
academic setting, but in a real in a group setting where we're life against life kind of stuff. Hmm. I think what happens in the in the church sometimes is, you know, we we swing from right. So, well, Bible study that didn't change life. So then we're gonna well. Here's the reality: apart from the Spirit, <laughs> and apart from our cooperation and neediness. Yeah, I can pray and not be transformed and still be a jerk. I can meditate on scripture and still be a jerk. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I like to think of where, you know, Paul in First Thessalonians says, you know, in, uh, he's talking about discipleship. And when it's like, we loved you like a father and we loved you like a mother and we came alongside you and we we brought kind of the fullness of relationship into discipleship. We brought the gospel. We brought our very lives. Um, we brought all these pieces together. And so my hope would be it's more like um, like elementary school, right? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> you get to do math and reading, and, and then you get to get to a place where you get to write stories. Right, but we don't say to a third grader, um, "You're only doing math." Mm. Right, mm. Um, and we also don't say to a college student, "Hey, guess what? You're going to do calculus, and you've never done math before." Mm-hmm. And I've 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 found in my years of ministry how many times people have said to me about because I I led a, a a Bible study at my last church that I was at, and again, really creative name, right? Bible study. <laughs> and and people would say, well, God, I, I, they were intimidated by that, right? And I was like, well, if you're intimidated because you don't feel like you really know the Bible, this feels like the best place for mm-hmm. you to be. Mm-hmm. Like, no one goes, addition. I, I, I'm just not ready for addition. I'm so I'm not even going to learn addition. No, you go, gosh, I don't really think I know math. I'll start with addition. Mm-hmm. Then I'm going to do times tables. Then I'm going to do fractions. And then if you're me, you pretty much peace out after <laughs> yeah. algebra. As right? soon as possible. Right. Yeah. Like, I mean, calculus. I think I dropped out of calculus. So, but again, we don't expect, we don't say to a three-year-old, I can't believe, you're learning addition and you didn't already know addition? <laughs> Kid, you need to learn addition before you start taking addition. No, we, we say, well, that's why you're in school, bud. Mm-hmm. You know? And I think that's, that's why we do Bible studies, because mm-hmm. I don't know all the Bible. I don't. These things are, there's hard stuff in there. Mm-hmm. Um, I have lots of questions. Um, I have concerns. I have all the things. So. Yeah. That's exciting. Yeah. And I'm so glad that we are taking the time to intentionally set up something for people to access as a resource as they're walking through this with us. And mm-hmm. I think that is just so like, it's, I love that we're doing that for every series that's over four weeks, but specifically for this series, because we're trying to work through the whole book of Colossians mm-hmm. or as much as we can. Right. And so I'd love for you, Cheryl, to, for those that missed it or might not have got a chance to listen mm-hmm. to it yet online, mm-hmm. if you could go over a little bit, maybe a summary of your sermon, and then yeah. we can jump in from there. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I wrestled with this because initially my thought was I would jump in, start with Colossians. We'd be right into the book of Colossians, mm-hmm. and we'd start with Colossians one one, and we'd talk about Paul, and we'd talk about uh, the people who lived in Colossae, and we'd just start right there. And as I was 
wrestling with that, it just felt right to set up the whole series. One, we really wanted to put on display the the Bible study resources that right. we're providing for people. And every week there's a worksheet that goes with it, but then there's also just more broad and, and generic resources. So this week I just tried to lay out, I talked about um, why we need to be in the book of Colossians. And that one of those is that our mission here at Menlo Church is to help people find and follow Jesus. And it's hard to follow a figment of your imagination. And so we want to be a church that really knows Jesus, not just are made up. So I brought out Mr. Potato Head, (laughs) and I talked about that um, our temptation is to make a Mr. Potato Head Jesus, right? I pick the nose. I pick the ear. I like these arms. I don't like those arms. I don't like those feet. I want him to wear tennis shoes, you know, and we do that with Jesus. Like, Mm -hmm. I like the Jesus who is this way. I don't like that Jesus. And really what we're often saying is, I don't like my perception of Jesus, not we haven't really spent a ton of time in the Bible, right? So that's why we said Colossians is truly one of the most what Christological books in the script. I mean, the whole Bible is about Jesus from even in the Old Testament. But uh, Colossians is, uh, what was the stat I said? I, th- and I, I think, think it was 73 the- verses. Okay. Yeah, that mentioned Jesus explicitly in 95 total verses. So it's So Jesus- math majors, how many was that? <laughs> <laughs> What's that for? What's that for? I don't know why you're looking at me. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, yeah, so I talked about why we want to study Colossians because we really want to try to know Jesus as best we can. Um, and then we also have a temptation. We're studying the Bible because we have a temptation to do the same thing with the Bible as we do with Jesus. Mr. Potato Head, uh, Jesus, we, I talked about um, Thomas, Tom, Thomas Jefferson. Yeah. <laughs> Um, was a president who cut out and made his own Bible, right? And we do we do that too, right? We we pick and choose in the Bible what we like and don't like. Uh, and then the last part of the sermon was just really that um, the image of in the book of Colossians of relationships. So when we say we want to help people follow Jesus, what we're saying is we want to help people have relationship with Jesus, be order their life around him, and. Uh, the language in Colossians isn't the word follow. It's where in Colossians chapter three, Paul says that our life is hidden in Christ. And so what does that mean? So I kind of tried to break that down a little bit. I would like to suggest <laughs> that one of the weeks is titled, Don't Be a Jerk. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's the whole like, sub, you know, it's following Jesus. Yeah. But also, it, I mean, if you're, it's kind of a given. If you're following Jesus, you're not going to be a jerk. Well, but like you said, not well. If you're really following Jesus, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, yeah that's going to fall in. That actually will fall in Colossians chapter. We'll give that one to Adam. Yeah, it is in Adam's. That's what I was going to say. That <laughs> nice. is Adam's week. Nice. Well, he's a jerk, um, so he can speak. Yeah, from experience. He's a, yeah, from my own personal um, experience. Yeah, uh, he is because really in Colossians three. Um, after it talks about being hidden in Christ, it then says, basically, here's what you need to put to death. And he's going to talk about that one week, which is basically all the jerky stuff. <laughs> and then he's going to talk the next week about what do you put on um, and, and really how do we change? Um, how does transformation happen? So, yeah. The illustration that I really liked um, 
was the difference between following on social media mm. versus following Jesus. Because I think a lot of us nowadays, you hear the word follow and you immediately think social media mm-hmm. or, yeah, I mm-hmm. guess all that encapsulates all of it. Yeah. And But when we're saying we're following Jesus, it's very different. You want to talk a little bit about some of those examples that you gave, if you remember any of them, yeah. just generically. <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah. have my notes in front of me, yeah. but I, I'm kind of curious, though. I'm going to throw it back at you, Jess. Yeah. Was there one that stood out to you? Yeah. Probably. Uh, yeah, I, I don't, mean to I don't remember specifically, but yeah. I, I, one thing I was thinking of was I was actually at um, a coffee shop in Palo Alto okay. and there was a guy there that I follow on Instagram. That's not a friend of mine. Like I never met him before. He's like a guru, love guru coach kind of guy. Okay. And I wanted to go and like say something to him because yeah. like he has great advice. It's really good. But I like felt really weird because I was like, this guy has no idea who I am. And I'm sure, you know, at this point, he probably gets that whatever. So that kind of image like came into mind as you were talking about that, because I think a lot of times we do see that and we think like these people know me. I know them. They probably know me, but they don't know you. And so just that that is kind of the example that I was thinking of in my mind of like it's uh, I think one of them you said was like a two way relationship. Right. Where. Jesus like not only like listens, but he also responds. Yeah. Whereas social media, unless you're like actually friends with the person as well in real right. life, right? You're it's a one way relationship. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's a plug for our sermon series in January. We're going to mm. be talking about hearing God because yeah. we can tend to even think of Jesus as a one way yeah relationship, oh, totally. right? Mm. Of I just give him a list of things and hopefully he'll go run my errands <laughs> and come back and get it done, right? <laughs> Uh, and I think that's a, really the whole social media thing could be probably condensed into that when we follow on social media, it's so um, it's so convenient and it's so self-driven and I get to pick and choose and I can unfollow. And with Jesus, you know... Um, well, it's funny because I actually I was just for another thing that I'm doing. I was in in uh, John chapter six today, where you know Jesus is. It says that he he had a, he gave a hard teaching, mm. and he, it's where he says to them, "Hey, basically, if you want to, if you're going to be with me, you got to be all in." And he says, you know, you got to eat my flesh and drink my blood. And they're all like, is this a cannibal? Because those were real. I mean, cannibals are real. And that's, they're like, what is going on? And some of the, the, the disciples, not the 12, but the, the larger group of disciples said, who are followers said, um, this is a hard teaching. Who can do this? And Jesus, I, this is what confounds me about Jesus, because Jesus doesn't, can, he doesn't. He doesn't suddenly make it easier. He doesn't lower the bar, mm-hmm. right? Which is what I think the church does. We we hear, oh, I, oh, you know, the, if if you tell people they have to study the Bible, they'll never come to your church. Oh, okay, okay, okay. What would they come to? <laughs> they'll come to coffee bars. Okay, we're gonna build coffee bars, <laughs> and we're not gonna have Bible studies. And then we cease being the church, hmm. right? And geez, and I'm not against coffee bars, and I think you can you know, help people get to studying the Bible. You don't have to throw it right on them. But anyway, you know, they're like, Jesus, this is too hard for for us. And they leave. Mm-hmm. And then Jesus turns to the 12, right? And he says, 
are you going to leave also? Whereas, again, I think in the church, I would have started a marketing program with the 12, right? (laughs) To make sure they don't leave. Because if you follow the life of Jesus, his ministry is small, and then it's big, and then it's really small. Mm. I mean, he's on a cross, and he's down to 12, and every single one of them takes off. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. And that's kind of not in our economy of scale for church, right? Mm-hmm. And and again, I think social media is a followership of convenience. It's a it's a comfort. It's if somebody starts to disturb me, I can hide them. And I'm not saying you shouldn't because again, it's social media, but if Jesus starts to disturb you, maybe you need to sit with that a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe I need to wonder why is that wh- why is that bugging me? You know, why am I skipping over these books of the Bible? Why why am I picking this teaching of Jesus but not that teaching of Jesus? So. Interesting. Yeah. I also like the the pace of example in social media as mm-hmm. well where social media is fast 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 but Jesus's pace was relaxed and slow yeah. and I felt personally convicted when I heard that <laughs> the first time and I tried to be slow after that and it didn't work no you're a crossfitter still working on it well which is a plug for our advent series Mm -hmm. where our spiritual practice coming in advent is going the spiritual practice will be slowing yes well right everybody needs that at christmas time totally yes that's a hard time of year to slow yes Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah for sure yeah what does that look like and and i think again we we can go to such extremes right like slowing means okay I sleep in till 11 and I get some work done and then I watch Netflix and I go to bed at seven, you know? No, no, no. You can still do a lot of grocery shopping, Christmas shopping, but I'm thinking (laughs) I need to go go grocery shopping. You need to, you know, you can, it doesn't mean that you don't get anything done, you know, Mm -hmm. or whatever, but it's going to be, I think that's going to be a fun practice for me as well. Yeah. To what is, what does slowing mean? Mm -hmm. At any season, but ad- like you said, Jess, especially at Christmas. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So as you were, pre- were preparing this message, Cheryl, we, we only gave you, I think, 30 minutes, 20-something minutes. Were you wrestling through anything that you wanted to include? <laughs> Did you have to cut anything out that you wish you would have went on again? Or you're like, I got eight weeks. It's a, it'll all get in there at some point. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, there's just like, there's just always so much more you could say or you want to like even I'm sorry about this but I'm am thinking about this coming weekend and so I'm really more like in my head about that right now mm-hmm. as far as um all, but it's true in any time you preach a sermon uh you you want you want to anticipate people's questions when mm-hmm. you preach you want to be aware of like but you can't answer all of them um, and certain sermons can be more about taking some deep dives into the what about what abouts, and then other sermons you just can't. Uh, but you know that people are going to well. What about this? Mm-hmm. And what about this? And mm-hmm. um, and I'm trying to even remember because somebody came up to me after one of the services this weekend, and and kind of threw out some what abouts. And but you know what was fun was like they're thinking. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
I can't tell you how many times I've preached and somebody's, you know, well, I, I can't believe you left out blank or, you know, <laughs> what what passage really says that better, you know, and you're like, thank you. Well, sure. Give me two more hours <laughs> I and I would have gotten totally there. Right. right. <laughs> yeah. So I think with this one, um, I think the thing that I'm feeling tension on, like I mentioned earlier, is I even I don't know that I'm going to get to unpack uh, Paul, the author, like I would like to. Mm-hmm. We do one of the worksheets for one of the weeks. I can't remember which week it is. Is all about Paul and the mm. author. So that anyone who does the Bible study resources will get to do a deep dive on Paul. Mm-hmm. Um, because I do. It's it's so important when you're studying the Bible to understand the author, mm-hmm. to understand the the audience that mm-hmm. they're writing to. Mm-hmm. Uh, because you know. You write a letter, and it's going to be different than if I wrote the letter, mm-hmm. right? I mean, yes, it's inspired by God, but these are real people in history writing to real people. And so I would have loved to unpack more about Paul, for sure. Yeah. So you used an example, Mr. Potato Head, mm-hmm. and then the following Jesus versus following social media. Mm-hmm. Another example that you didn't really dive into but if you watched the sermon you saw this beautiful picture of a vine yeah and our bumper video is also was filmed at a winery with vineyards and grapes and stuff um why that imagery yeah um so when we were talking about hidden it was funny because adam i were were as we were talking about this being about following jesus because again that's the mission of who we are as a church we want to be people who follow Jesus and but Colossians imagery is so different you know um to be hidden in Christ and so I did talk about this a little bit in the sermon of that in John chapter 14 Jesus is telling his followers hey I'm going to die I'm going to be resurrected I'm going to ascend to the father you're not going to people aren't going to see me but you're going to see me which that's we're getting to holy spirit <laughs> stuff here but what does that even mean, you know? And and he says, because I'm the Father's in me, I am in you, you are in me. I don't know. It's this whole like connectedness thing, right? Mm-hmm. It's this mysterious like invitation into the Trinity, really. Mm-hmm. And this is how our relationship is going to be, and it's going to still exist in a supernatural uh, way. And then, so that's John chapter 14, and then John chapter 15, which is probably the more famous passage of I am the vine, you are the branches. But it's interesting to me when I've studied this in the past, it uh, it really stood out to me years ago when I was studying John, that it's like John chapter 14, Jesus is talking about the the life and relationship that they're going to have with him after he uh ascends to the father and he's not physically he's spiritually present but he's not physically present present with them uh and then john chapter 16 he also speaks about life in the spirit and life with him and in between that is this beautiful picture we have of the vine it's like jesus says um okay i'm giving you these concepts and as jesus often does, he's either going to tell you a story or he's going to give you a picture. And so, in a sense, this is his parable of the vine, right? Like, mm-hmm. okay. Like, I feel like he's just looking at them and he's going, and they're, and he sees their faces like, <laughs> oh my, Jesus. <laughs> huh? Exactly. What, what are you, what does that even mean? What are you even talking about? And so I just, 
I just picture Jesus saying, okay, let me give you this picture. Mm -hmm. I am the true vine. I'm the Messiah. That's he's, I'm the true vine of Israel. And my father is the gardener. And you are the branches. And so the relationship with me, the following me, is, looks, like, looks like a branch connected to the vine. Mm -hmm. And what I love about that picture is that, and even I had to go Google, where is a branch on a vine? Is there a branch on a vine? Because mm. I've been to Napa. I've been to Healdsburg. I've been to Sonoma. <laughs> I've been to a lot of wine countries around the world. <laughs> South Africa. I've been to lots of wine countries. I never go, could you tell me where the branches are on the, you know? <laughs> like, I'm like, oh, we should go walk through the vines. Or, yeah, hey, friend, yeah. let's go get pictures of the vines, right? And um, and so I just, yeah, I just think it's such a brilliant picture that Jesus is giving us of, um, and what I said in the sermon too, is that the temptation with following Jesus is we could get a picture in our mind of, I've got to catch up with Jesus. And what Jesus is saying, no, 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 no. You're a branch connected to the vine. The originator is the vine. That, and the branch comes from that vine, mm -hmm. if you do the Google. Um, <laughs> and, then you, and then, of course, fruit comes from and is produced there. And what's beautiful is that um, it's, it's what we're invited to, right, is to look more and more like Jesus. So that when somebody looks at us, if I'm a branch, they don't see the branch, they mm -hmm. see the vine. Mm -hmm. And when I start to produce fruit and Jesus starts to produce through, fruit through me, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control, um, the fruit of ministry, the fruit of life, of, of goodness, um, that, that, that also, if you, again, if you've been to a vineyard, the grapes overwhelm the branch. You don't see the, you're still not seeing the branch. Mm -hmm. And in a, in a culture of celebrity, mm. in a culture of social media and influencers, what would it mean if the church was more committed to being hidden in Christ than being celebrities for Christ or influencers for Christ mm. or whatever for Christ? <laughs> what about if we just become more and more like Christ? Mm -hmm. And that we actually are okay with being hidden. Because I think in the Christian world, and I'm, you know, not against celebrities or any of that kind of thing, but it's, it's just, we, we've got to, we haven't, like, for many, many years, the invitation, if you became a Christian, it was like, go be a missionary, go die on the mission field, right? And I feel like in the past 15 to 20 years, it's like, hey, become a Christian and be an influencer. Yeah. Get a social, get your, get your pod. Look at what we're doing. Yeah. Look at us on our podcast. We should start a podcast. <laughs> yeah, we should start a podcast. Um, yeah. So and I, I think if we're not wrestling with that, I'm not saying we shouldn't have a podcast or we shouldn't have an Instagram or anything, but there should be attention. Mm -hmm. There mm -hmm. should be a little bit of attention, you know, um, what's th going on in me. Yeah. I think the, just calling that back to that social media being so self-serving. Yeah. I think that tension is at what point is that actually doing ministry and at what point is that serving myself? Yeah. 
And that's that space that we have to try to navigate. And hopefully by us spending eight weeks to following Jesus, we'll be able to navigate that better than when we started. Yeah, I hope a little bit, even if Mm -hmm. it's that we recognize, because I don't know that we're ever going to get to a place, you know, certainly this side of um, the Mm -hmm. new heaven and the new earth, but uh, of not of not being selfish, not having, you know, wrong motives mixed Mm -hmm. in with right motives. Um, But if if we can grow a little bit more and and again it's to your point mark just the one of the the comparisons right was social media being frenetic and following jesus being slow mm-hmm. he's not in a hurry mm-hmm. and i have to remind myself that all the time we're in such a hurry you know we're at a place as a church where it's been a long time since we've had a lead pastor right mm-hmm. and it's kind of like what's the crap you know why can't you guys figure this out i don't know I mean, we, you got to do, you know, we, you do your due diligence, you're responsible. It doesn't mean that you're passive, and I don't think anyone's been passive, but you are doing this with Jesus, not just for Jesus. Mm-hmm. And so there is a spiritual discernment, a listening, um, a, 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 you know, it's just, it's just a different, Jesus's economy and his upside down kingdom right like again the kingdom of the world is literally castles if you've been to england right Mm -hmm. it's 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 physical it's there it's in front of you it's in your face and the kingdom of jesus is how how about being hidden in christ Mm -hmm. i don't know that's it it, i'm struggling with that myself Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. Um, in my, I was driving to something last week, and I just felt the Lord saying to me, Are, would you be okay being ordinary? Hmm. Because I think, again, we, we live in such a world of being extraordinary. You're, you're extraordinary, Mark. You're going to be extraordinary. You are extraordinary. Look in the mirror every day and tell yourself you're extraordinary. You know, Go do something extraordinary. Go change the world. Um, but I um, do spiritual direction. Mm. And one thing my spiritual director said to me recently mm. was, God is the extra when I feel ordinary. Mm. And I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> like, yeah, I literally good. set that as a reminder yeah. every, like once a week yeah. it goes off to remind me of that because yeah. mm-hmm. especially you can make, relate to this as a seven, we yes. want to be, you know, in the front <laughs> and be extra special. Yeah. And so I love that connection of the ordinary mm-hmm. and it's not a bad thing. No. Because it's more hidden in Christ. So, mm-hmm. but then you can let God be the extra so good that's good isn't that, that so good yeah that's so good the extra yeah mm-hmm. he's the extra yeah. of the extraordinary mm-hmm. and i can just be the ordinary yeah i like that yeah great yeah well cheryl thank you so much for coming on and thank before you. we close this is the marker of the first first message in our series what are your hopes for the series yeah. after eight weeks what do you hope people take away from this i i hope that we become just enamored with Jesus. Mm. That our study wouldn't just be an intellectual exercise, although that's important, um, but all of that truth would just, that we would be worshipers. Mm. 
And worship isn't just singing songs and raising your hands. You know, worship is, um, you know, being transformed. This is your spiritual act of worship to become more and more like Jesus. And and I just, I don't think we become like something we feel like we have to become like in a dutiful way, mm. but we become like people that we're enamored by. We become like people that we enjoy, for good or bad in the, in the human sense, right? Um, but with Jesus, if, if I could... I could increase my enjoyment of him. If I could increase my um, trust in him because I've found him to be um, worthy of my life, as it says in Colossians, to live a life worthy of your life, which actually the word there, live a life worthy of your life in Colossians is the word uh, to walk, not to run, but to walk, uh, to walk this out, to live out that out in that slow journey with Jesus. So that's my biggest hope is that uh, that we would just become more and more enamored with Jesus, that our life as a church is um, is is not I don't know I, and this is I get part of it, and I know we're, I'm probably going long, but <laughs> I think the thing is that the Spirit's got to show up for this. God's got to do mm. something in us as a church. So I hope we're on our knees for the series. I hope we're praying for it because I've never been able to figure out the switch to flip in a person's life to, to just be really, truly ambushed by the love of God. Mm. Um, as Paul prays in Ephesians, the, the language he says that you would be ambushed it's not translated that in the NIV, but you'd be ambushed by the love of God, that you would know the love of Christ for you. Um, I've, I can be, you know, I've taken people on mission trips and s- retreats, and it's always, um, you know, amazes me. Two people can hear the exact same messages. They can sit in the exact same church, and one of them can nod their head and go, yeah, 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 I believe mm-hmm. that. Oh, yeah, I should do that. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then another person is like weeping and not that you have to cry. I'm not a big crier, but you know, but they're, they're overwhelmed with the goodness of God. They're Mm. overwhelmed with the beauty of Jesus. They're stunned by grace, you know? And so that's my hope. That's a good hope. Yeah. Snaps for that, (laughs) man. That's good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Anyway, thanks you guys. Thank you. And if you want that resource that we've been talking about, you can go to menlo.church slash Colossians mm-hmm. and get that. If you want one of us to walk you through that, please text us 650-600-0402. We'd love to be a resource for you as well for prayer or if you have any questions or if you need help accessing that resource, we'd love to do that. And as always, Cheryl, thanks so much for coming on. Yeah. Super fun so and fun. excited to sit down and talk more with you over these next eight weeks. So I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, me too. Thanks, you guys. Great. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Well, thanks so much for listening. And our hope is that this helps you connect deeper to Menlo Church throughout the week. We believe church doesn't just happen on Sundays. And this is just one of the ways you can connect with us and grow in your faith whenever and wherever you're listening. We'd love to come alongside you in prayer to encourage you or walk through anything that you're going through. All you have to do is text our online team at 650-600-0402. Thanks again for tuning in. This was Menlo Midweek.